0: Well, good day, good day, or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time it is where you are. I just want to say thank you for joining me here at the kitchen table. Yep, this is Arctic Eric back with you. I want to talk today a little bit about uh, default settings. So the title of today's podcast is quite simply Default Settings. What is a default setting? Well, most of us know, particularly when we think about computers or smartphones, that it's going back to the original settings or the standard settings. You know, we can often reset our smartphone uh, and then start over again with whatever it is that that we want to do. But there's another way we can use it, and it has to do with the way someone might normally behave or react. For example, saying... Being messy, well, that's just their default setting. That's just the way they're wired. That's just the way they do things. And we, as believers, have potential default settings that might not work for us as well as we might like for them to. So I want to kind of talk about two or three of them today. One of the default settings that I hear from time to time as I have exchange with other believers is, I'm just so weak. I'm weak, and God understands. You know, I often wonder, what do we really mean when we say, God understands, I'm so weak? Well, of course God understands spiritual weakness, but that's not an excuse to not launch out in faith and trust Him, because He's done something about our weakness. God doesn't ask us to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps and find that inner gumption to get things done on a spiritual level when it's impossible for us to do them from the onset. So how did God, understanding our spiritual weakness, repair this, fix this, work in this? Well, he sent Jesus. Jesus is this one who's filled with grace upon grace... This fullness has come to us, and we're going to look a little bit more about what this means, grace for us in our weakness. So when we are weak, God wants us to to think about it not as an excuse to say, well, I'm just so weak and God understands my weakness, but instead to, to be reminded by the Holy Spirit that God wants to display his strength in you. Let's look at Paul with his thorn in the flesh. This is from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, New King James Version. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help. In the time of need, listen, every time the thought comes, that standard setting, that default setting, uh, well, I'm just so weak, then we want to remember that we can always find the grace that is necessary to help us in those moments. So, how are we made strong? Again, through God's power, His grace. Through the Spirit of grace in you. Hebrews 10.29 refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of grace in you. Now, I want you to listen carefully. How are we made strong? Well, as I say, it's through the Spirit of grace in us. And listen to this definition of grace for the believer. Now, remember what I said. For all who believe, this is what grace is to you. It's God's power, God's strength, and God's ability to do, to work, and to complete everything He begins. The focus is on God, the indwelling God through the person of the Holy Spirit, and His ability to do the impossible, His strength. That is poured out upon us his power that same power that is in us that power that raised Christ from the dead to do what to do all that he desires to accomplish in us and through us, according to Scripture, to work in us, to transform us, and to complete what he begins. You know, we know that verse that says, he who has begun a good work in you, he will complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. And Paul goes on shortly after that to explain why. Because we're all partakers in that grace. God's ability, God's power, and God's strength to you to do and work and to complete everything he begins. Not necessarily our projects or our good ideas, but the things that he begins in us. So we can draw from the well of grace in us, draw from the spirit of grace in us, so that through God's empowering grace, let the weak say, I am strong that He is the strength of your life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. In Psalm 27, we read that in the first part of the first verse. Listen to these words in Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We set our expectation upon God, and we will never be disappointed. But I tell you, I assure you, that if you put your expectation upon yourself and your three best friends, me, myself, and I, or you put your expectation on an individual or an organization, in the end, you will be disappointed. It is only expectation in God to conquer our weakness. It is only our expectation in God to carry us the entire way. So please, if one of your default settings is to Respond in situations to I'm so weak. Turn that around to declaring what God says about the situation. He says, Let the weak say I'm strong because the greater one lives in me. Greater is he who lives in you than he who's in the world. Oh, it's good to be here with you at the kitchen table. I can see that today's gonna be a little bit longer than than some of the other conversations we've had. Because I'm going to go into a a second default setting here in a moment. Are you ready for it? How often have I heard, Well, I'm only human. Yes, you are human. And God has done something in the midst of your human condition. He sent Jesus... And Jesus and his Father have sent to you the Holy Spirit to dwell in, to live in, to make their abode in you. Yes, the Holy Spirit to live in and through you. Now listen to some words here in First and Second Corinthians to remind us. Paul writes, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So yes, you are a human who happens to have been transformed by faith in Jesus Christ, turning from sin, turning back to God, crying out to him, and you become his temple. You're not limited to being only human because the unlimited God lives on the inside of you. For you are the temple of the living God. In you, His temple, lives this person of the Holy Spirit. That means the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Yeah, you're a human. I'm a human. We're humans. We're humans in whom God lives by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, Ah, the spirit of amazing grace. So let's not say I'm only human, but rather I am a child of God. I'm a saint. He, the justifier, lives in me. I am his temple, and for him all things are possible. Listen, we agree, I hope, that it doesn't take any faith to say only. I'm only human. But through faith in God and the word of God, we can boldly say, I am a child of God and he lives in me. I am his temple. Now, that takes faith. And that faith, that ability to know and say so, comes as we hear what God says in the word of God and we agree with God. We don't agree with our own unrenewed thoughts. We don't agree with things that that are limiting. We don't want to limit God on the inside of us by thinking we as humans have to run around trying to do the impossible. The God of the impossible, he lives on the inside of you and the inside of me. Well, I'm going to move on to the third one. Well, God knows my heart. Yes, God knows my heart. And? And is that being used as a justification? Is that being used to to justify not trusting God? Listen, I hear unbelievers say that in discussions. Yeah, 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 but God knows my heart. I'm basically a good person, and I do the best I can, and I'm not as bad as other people. Yeah, but I'm not talking to unbelievers right now. I'm talking to believers. In the life of the believer, it might indicate that, that one knows God's will but doesn't want to submit to his will. That someone is, is not willing to trust God that his good, perfect, and acceptable will be done. Let's look at some scriptures about the heart jeremiah 17 9 well known the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it Uh uh-huh if you're listening then i know you know that this verse is for the unregenerated i was just checking to see if you're listening but let's go on david cries out in his his wonderful psalm 51 create in me a clean heart O god And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Oh my, if that isn't what we need today, we need the Spirit of God to help us to be steadfast and not to make excuses for things by saying, Yeah, but God knows my heart. He knows I would if I could, or whatever other thoughts might come to mind. But Ezekiel encourages us in the same line as David. It says, I will give them one heart. Listen now, I will put a new spirit within them. That's what we want. We desire to continually be renewed, to continually receive of the spirit. You know, in Ephesians, we're told to be continually filled with the spirit. Proverbs four twenty three says, Guard your heart, keep your heart with all diligence, with all strength, for out of it spring the issues of life. Listen, the answer's in you. That new spirit is in you. That hope is in you. That doer is in you. And in Matthew 5, 8, we read, Blessed, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let God work today in your heart to purify and to take away any of the default settings that might have been troubling you and that faith in Christ would rise up in you according to Scripture and defeat the strongholds in your mind that you might too have the mind of Christ and that these default settings will become Christ's thoughts, Christ's likeness, his settings. Well, the time has gone on. I, I do have one scripture I want to close with. I say again, thank you for joining me here at the kitchen table. Looking forward to the next time for sure. But here you go. Are you ready? This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It's my prayer for you today. That the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. God bless you today. Good day.